Brett, I, I pulled the figures for, for one brand that did this for us last year. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, look, I could talk about what they spent to hype it up, but look at what they spent just on Black Friday. $4,000 just on Black Friday. They spent $4,000 on Google. So it's not counting, you know, meta and things like that. But then they made 400, more than $400,000 just on Black Friday. Okay. Now, don't expect. Let's get a math. What is that return? A lot. <laughs> is that basically 100? 100x. It's yeah, 100x. that's 100x. Okay. And so don't expect that you're just going to walk into Black Friday. You're going to spend 4000 and make 400000 That required advanced hype and prep and a whole strategy centered around your customer to say this is what's coming get ready well hello and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast i'm your host brett curry ceo of omg commerce and as you can tell if you're listening you're like i can't tell anything different but if you're watching you can tell that this immediately looks different because i am in studio with another live human being i got trenton bodenbach here he is an amazon growth strategist and specialist and so but it's not it's not just trenton i've also got bill cover and i got nick flint so this is this is like um what do you call this This is like super friends this is like omg commerce super friends did you guys ever watch that that cartoon or that show no no you guys no idea what i'm talking about <laughs> You know what's funny is I don't think I actually watched it either, but <laughs> well, I, I don't think I'm just making this up, and we we can fact check this later. But Super Friends, it was like like superheroes. It's like it's like um um you know like Superman and Batman, like all these all these superheroes together in a show. Okay, with Super Friends, right? Isn't that isn't that right? Anyway, I think I would have gone for we're like the cast of The Hangover or something. <laughs> <laughs> cast of The Hangover, yeah, that's probably better. So so we'll do. Uh, we're gonna talk about Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the Cyber five as we like to call it in the business and hey you may be listening to this and you're like wait a minute black friday is like tomorrow or this just happened and so what we're going to do is is we want to position this in such a way that you can use this for any last minute tweaks if you're listening to this just before black friday cyber monday we also want to position it where you can get prepped and ready for next year because when do we start prepping for the cyber five well as soon as this year's cyber five is over then we start prepping for next year basically so gonna be fun you can hear lots of perspectives. And so I'll do quick intros for everybody. I'll intro you guys because that's probably a little more fun than introing yourself. Would you guys rather introduce no, yourself? I would rather hear what you have to say about awesome. me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so this dude here next to me is Trenton Bodenbach. I already told you. Uh, Amazon strat growth strategist and growth specialist. Trent, you've won worn several hats. We hired you to be a Google specialist support. first. Support specialist. Google support specialist. Lasted a week. You, and that lasted a week and we're like, hey, we're growing really fast. And how do you feel about Amazon? And how did you feel about Amazon at that time? I was glad I had a job. Okay, he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, so grew in the Amazon roles, had a few leadership positions and just a really smart guy. Own, you own your own business. So you you think strategically about growth on Amazon. And so can't wait to get your perspective perspective on holiday and the cyber five from an Amazon perspective. And then we got Nick Flint, our boy from the Tampa Bay area, uh, rocking the stash right now. And and also Nick Flint, you always have the coolest hats. Um, so I don't know who is your hat game. Is that a new development? Have you always had a flair for great hats? Well, I started about two years ago when my hair started falling out and you know, they kind of complement <laughs> each other nicely. You start, you start to lose one. So you got to pick up the other. That's my strategy. Dude, I didn't even notice. I mean, the hairline looks great. <laughs> it's because so, the hats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you uh, go. 
But Nick Flint is our resident email marketing expert. And if there was ever a time it was perfect for email and SMS marketing, it is the Cyber Five. And Nick has just tons of ideas. I love being in meetings with Nick because he's always got like the creative subject line, the creative angle, the creative sale. Uh, he just gets business, also has owned his own brand. And so just a super, super smart guy. So can't wait to get Nick's insights as well. And last but not least, we got Bill, a.k.a. Will I Am. I don't think anybody calls you that. <laughs> No, I love uh, it. Cover. <laughs> Bill Cover. He is a strategist for Team OMG and he focuses mainly on the Google side. Uh, but Nick's, or Nick, uh, Bill's got a rich history in the ad space and e commerce. So I think you're a, like a 12 year veteran or something like that, Bill, 12, 15 years. Yeah, definitely over a decade when you include, you know, other marketing experience as well as uh, e-commerce website experience so yeah so large ad agencies working with some really big brands also e-commerce development agencies working with some really great e-commerce shops and then been with omg for about seven years i believe yep. Bill. Yep. you got and, it and just really really good at understanding hey what does it take to to sell more stuff and really build a brand online and so uh with that let's dive right into Cyber Five, and let's let's talk here now. This, depending on when you're listening to this, this question may feel like, well, shoot, too late for me. But again, this will prep you for next year if it is too late. What are some of the mistakes in preparation that you see people make when it comes to Cyber Five? And we'll start with you first, Bill. Yeah, sure. So, um, in preparation, I've got a, a list here. Uh, talking to the team, these are actual mistakes that happened. Details of the promo changing the day before. Uh, that's a mistake because then everything else in the message and everything like that, the promos that are set up and ready to launch, those all have to change. And so now all of your prep time and getting approvals through Google and stuff like that, that's out the door. So if you change some significant details about those promos, and we'll talk about, you know, some things later on, I think, you know, that are like acceptable to change. But if you're changing the quarterback five minutes before the game, you're going to be in trouble. And then getting landing page and assets to your team or plugged into Google ads or Facebook a little late because those ads have to go through approval. You have to have the right landing page for it to go through the approval process. So get that final URL from if you're using an, out an outsourced team, maybe a vendor to build that lander for you, you know, make sure they're getting it to you early so you can get it to the marketing team early. And then the sale on your site. So I'm, you know, representing Google, Shopify or Magento or Woo or whatever. On your site, your sale has to be live and accurate to what your ads say because Google will go and check. So all of those preparation things have to be in place for a successful launch. Yeah, really great, Bill. And, and you know, just to kind of underscore, you know, not not that anybody really needs any of the why behind, you know, why we look at at Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or why this is so important. But you know, it, for some retailers, I know it's it's thirty to forty percent of their their total annual sales come in this time period. So putting forth the effort and planning, you know, half the year, the whole year, getting ready for this makes a ton of sense. And we we tend to work at OMG, we end up working, I think, with more brands that are not necessarily the best gift ideas. Yeah. We have a company um, that sells microfiber mops, you know, not necessarily the best gift idea. We have a lot of supplement brands, beauty brands, not bad gifts, but not like immediately giftable. I'd like a mop. You'd like a mop? Yeah. Actually, we'll skip ahead just a little bit talking uh, email with Nick Flint. Nick, I want to know if you like the subject line. Our, our, our friend that sells microfiber mops, 
he actually one year his most successful email of the year was the worst Christmas gift ever. That was the the title of the email. And then he was like, hey, buy. You know, it was like, don't buy, <laughs> don't buy your significant other a microfiber mop. Just don't do it. But if you do, here's a, here's the best one. Yeah, here's a coupon. Here's the the best one. So I don't know. How, how do you feel about that subject line, Nick? Uh, I love it, especially because he was teasing it there. He didn't say in the subject line, don't get a mop for Christmas. He said, this is the worst gift ever. It kind of opens up that curiosity loop. So when I see that, I'm like, well, what's the worst gift ever? I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, because everybody else is like, hey, this is the best gift ever and, and save 40% or whatever. But this that subject line is made definitely like, a what? what's going on here? Sweet. So let, let's talk about Amazon for just a minute and, and maybe even even just back up a little bit. And I want to I want to uh, just throw some extra things at Trent, because one thing about Trent is he likes to be on camera. He likes to be behind the microphone. He's really good at this. So I'm going to throw him some curveballs. How, how do you like to approach or how do you like to think about Black Friday's Cyber Monday? And how do you like to, to prep your clients to get ready for it? And especially those that are like, not really a gift. I'm not really a gift brand. Uh, my favorite saying is a rising tide raises all ships. And so even if your you're favorite not, saying ever, like yeah, in life, that's what when, you it, like. when it comes to talking to about cyber five, <laughs> totally get it. Yeah. And I, so what we saw, not this year, because I had to do the data and look into it, but the year before when we had a prime day, the biggest seller that year worldwide was diapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was like for us, it was kind of new. Normally it's electronics or it's something that like a big ticket item people are getting. But what we're seeing is a uh, People are wanting to buy what they need yep. and they're wanting yep. to get it at a cheaper price. We're seeing inflation. And so a lot of people are purchasing like not just like big ticket items, but they're looking for the repeatable purchases that they have in their kind of in their budget every month. So diapers, you know, you're going to have to buy more. You're going to have to this month, next month, this week, next week. And so when those are on sale, people are more apt to buy those even during the Christmas or a big holiday sales. So for me, when I'm thinking through, especially if you have a product that is not necessarily gift oriented, it doesn't mean you're not going to see an in t uh, increase in sales. But what you need to be aware of is, okay, how can I capitalize on this in such a way? And so your messaging might not be towards Christmas, but it might be towards the economy in that moment. Hey, do you know what? You're going to have, you're buying gifts this month. So, hey, let me lessen your load for everything else in your budget. I'm selling uh, mops. You know what? We were in you have people visiting, you're going to be coming over to your house. Let's focus on not as a gift, but let's focus on the fact that we want to make sure we're presenting well um, for the people who will be visiting us. So I think people make the mistake of I'm not a giftable product, so I don't really need to be thinking through this, but thinking through inventory, thinking through your messaging, because there is a way, there is a way, always a way to have a messaging that can be creative and help sell a product that might not be what you're opening on Christmas day. Yeah. So great. Once, once someone opens that wallet and decides, hey, this is a time when I'm going to be buying, they're open to buying other things. And what, what a great way to, to explain that, that as long as inflation is staying pretty sticky, or even when it stabilizes, people still got to buy the essentials and people still got to buy makeup and they still want to buy supplements. And so if you can say, now's the time to stock up, now's the time to buy because there's even just a little bit of a discount, they're inclined I to do that. I have three kids in diapers. Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> whenever I see a discount on diapers, I'm like, let's like, go. <laughs> That is like Christmas and Hanukkah and all those things rolled into one when diapers are on sale. That is magical. So that's awesome. Um, Nick Flint, I want to talk to you a little bit about email. What, what are some of the, the mistakes you see in preparation for holiday? So it'll be email, but it'll also be every other aspect of your business is just not looping in everyone who has a say with something. So if you're just a solopreneur, you can keep all the stuff in your head. You know the discount code, you know the deal, you know the landing page, you know how long it's going to run, you know your emails, you know your posts, you know your prices. 
But if you have someone running Facebook, someone running email, someone running the back end of the website, even your your shipping inside your warehouse, make sure everyone's on the same page when it comes to this because you want a nice cohesive message across everything. Uh, if we post on social saying, look, 10% off the entire site today, they get to the site and the email person didn't update your pop-up that says get 5% off your first order, then that's kind of a bad experience. So make sure everyone's on the same page across all aspects of the brand. So getting that, getting those plans, that marketing calendar, the calendar of events for holiday, get that out early and over communicate. Let everybody know, even if it feels like maybe this person doesn't need to know, they probably do and just let them know. And so get everybody on the same page. Love that. Trent, what about you? What mistakes in preparation uh, for Amazon sellers? So when preparing for holidays and you're running ads, you're running discounts, the biggest thing you can do is make sure you're not stacking those over top each other in a timeline. We had a client who was running a coupon and then they had an, a deal on Amazon. I can't remember if it was a, a prime discount or if it was a lightning deal, but they they stacked it in such a way that they were losing a significant amount of money on every single sale. And so we saw sales go and through you the don't, roof. You don't, just so you know, like, like you don't make that up in volume. So if you lose money on every sale, yeah, that's, you can't just not sell a volume. more. Like, no, we'll, just, we'll sell more and it'll be fine. No. Yeah, it's a negative volume play. <laughs> uh, and so we, we, we were seeing sales go through the roof and we caught it quickly and we got it. But the amount that was lost in like we're talking a couple hours was so just kind of like Nick talking about everyone on the same page clearly identifying when you're running discounts and making sure that you're not stacking those in such a way that you are not making money. It sounds so simple, but it's an easy click of a button. And so if you're not double checking those and making sure in the back end of Amazon, because you can put it in a calendar and be like, we're running this, we're running that. Um, but I've also seen Amazon move lightning deals last minute. And so you might think it's going to be scheduled at this. And then all of a sudden, you know what, you're running at a different time and we have a coupon also running there. So double checking and making sure we're not double stacking any type of discount. Let's get into some juicy stuff here. Uh, favorite Black Friday, Cyber Monday strategies. And so you can talk a little bit high level if you would like. You can talk about a specific case study. I think the more specific we can be, the better. Uh, but let's start with you first, uh, Nick Flint. So for strategies, got a lot of different options here. So one overall one, since Black Friday is now Black Friday month, and you get a long time to run these sales, is have some different sales throughout that time frame. Don't make Black Friday the same as Cyber Monday, the same as your holiday sale right after that. Uh, you want to switch it up because different sales talk to people differently. I might understand 20% off. I might understand $10 off. I might understand that free gift that you can throw in. So have a couple of different sales throughout the big time frame. Love that. Favorite favorite examples, favorite strategies, Bill Cover. Yeah, sure. So uh, one of my favorite examples that I saw last year, um, I can get specific because I, I don't work on this brand. So this was in the wild, but um, I, I buy these these running shoes called Ultras. Shout out to Hocus too, because that's actually what I wear. But I was buying Ultras and... Uh, <laughs> Because you're like, and just just to like frame this a little bit, because I think this will be interesting for you guys, for those listening to know something about Bill and Crocs, Croc gang over here, <laughs> Croc man. So everybody on this podcast, except for Bill, <laughs> for you, Nick, we got two guys wearing Crocs on this podcast. What are what are the odds that fifty percent of the podcast right now is wearing Crocs? Um, Pretty high, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Uh, and and just as a quick side note, I think this will be interesting. What is behind this resurgence in the popularity of Crocs? Because I think we can all agree, one of the ugliest shoes ever invented, but they've made a resurgence and people love them and it's got, kind of got kind of a cult following. Why? Nick, you want to go? Pra practicality, I'd say. I'm a newly converted Crocker myself. Uh, <laughs> Betty would be that, proud. Is that a real name, Crocker, or you just made that up? 
Uh, I just made that up. I'm sure they have some kind of <laughs> wording for it. But, uh, uh, you know, practicality, they're nice because I can mow my yard in them and they get filthy and then I can pressure wash them afterwards and they're good as new. I can put them on to go walk my dog. I can lift in the gym with them. If I need to chase down a burglar, I got to put my strap back and then we're going. We got options. <laughs> the sport mode, baby. Sport mode on those Crocs. You can chase down a burglar. Love that. Dude, yeah, it's a, I have an outdoor shower. I'll mow my yard and just shower in my Crocs and clean them off. <laughs> and they're dry. They dry, they dry quickly. Three minutes later. Yeah. This, the practicality is <laughs> through the roof. This show brought to you by Crocs. Uh, you're welcome, Crocs. Product placement here. Uh, we will be sending you an invoice. And so, uh, yeah, so this is super interesting. Now, one thing I want to also share, just so those listening know a little something about all the, the folks on this uh, podcast. I think we're all into fitness to a certain degree. I, I'm pretty committed to fitness. But you guys are all like crazy runners. Bill, uh, how many miles did you say you ran yesterday morning? Yes, I ran uh, seven miles in the woods yesterday. Seven miles in the woods. That's not a, a, a very common activity, I don't think. And then, and then, Trenton, you and Bill have also done like some ultra runs or some some whatever you call those, some intense long. I think all of us runs. have. Nick, you recently did an ultra or last year, right? Yeah, I dabbled. You dabbled yeah, with your your mom ran it too, right? Yeah, we did the the. Um, Wait a minute, what? Mar- your mom ran a marathon up in DC, and the marathon entries were closed, but the 50k was still open, so we did that. Did it? You and your mom did a 50k? Yeah. That's insane. The worst like teaser is, so it's about 32 miles for the 50K and 26 for the marathon. So they start the 50K an hour early and they separate you at some point along the path to get those six extra miles in. So when you're running, the marathon's the main one. So all the big mile markers are for them. So when I see that 18 mile marker, I've done 24 and everyone around me has done 18. So in my head, I'm like, I'm actually done more. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> no one's giving me credit. No one, yeah. no, I, I need more recognition. Somebody call out <laughs> the fact that I just ran six more miles than these other chumps. And so did my mom. What are we, kudos, shout out to your mom, man. Um, Crocs and your mom, I think, are the, the real inspiration behind this show. Right now. Brought to you by Nick Flitt's mom. <laughs> Marisa, uh, but, what's but, up? <laughs> Uh, but Trent, you and Bill did some kind of crazy run not too long ago. Yeah, we did. To do it again, we did. We're going to do it again. Mm. Yeah. If, How many if miles? anyone has it in them to run 35 miles on the Buffalo River Trail, meet us at the trailhead 4 a.m. December 9th. This is 2023. Buffalo so. River Trail. We're in the Ozark. So if you watch the Netflix show Ozark, it's loosely it's based around here. Like Lake Lake of the Ozarks is about an hour or so away from us. It's a beautiful area, though. The yeah. Ozarks are a beautiful, beautiful yeah. place to call home. So you guys are running 35 miles. That's insane. Yeah, it's fun. It's good stuff. It's fun. It's fun, says Trenton. We've got um, we've got a 50 miler coming up in April too next year. So crazy yeah crazy so um you don't have to be this kind of crazy committed to running and crocs and other things to have a successful black friday cyber monday but i do think that this it helps probably helps it probably helps yeah for sure okay so favorite strategies trenton oh actually bill is you yeah, yeah oh sorry so i was i was talking about i was shopping ultras last year and i <laughs> that's I, what derailed it yes yeah. continue bill thank so you so these are these are marathon style shoes for those who don't know and i i got to this is black friday click the black friday sponsored ad i get to this buying guide or gift guide, which is really a great idea because there's nothing worse than like, you know, a family member or somebody buys shoes for you and you open it up on Christmas and oh, thank you so much, but it doesn't fit. And it's like, oh, I have the gift receipt and that whole awkward thing. And so it was like this gift guide that just walked you through. Like if you're buying for someone else, here's all the things you need to know. Here's the steps. And I thought that was just a really good move because look, if I was buying for myself, I can then send that link to someone too and be like, this is what I want. 
So I thought that was a great move. Super smart. Trent, what about you? So for me, pricing alignment. So coming in, especially for Amazon, they'll, they'll show like, hey, this is a, a, the lowest price in the X amount of days. And so understanding, hey, man, if we're coming in out of the summer, we want to run an X amount of discount. Let's start thinking through our pricing on Amazon. Now, obviously, if you're only selling on Amazon, that's easy. If you're selling on Amazon and your retail site or other um, Walmart.com, then it becomes an issue because Amazon wants to be the cheapest. And so be aware of that. But if you're selling only on Amazon, starting to think through, okay, you know what, where do I, where do does our pricing need to be to be able to run the discounts and also help us be profitable? And so I'm not saying, hey, jack up your price five days before because that will not work out for you. But when we're thinking Because Amazon through, frowns on that. Yeah, well. they will not like that. They will not allow you to do that. But when we're months out thinking through the pricing and where we need to be for our products to be able to run the discounts and still be able to be profitable. So just having a plan when it comes to pricing and a discount way ahead of when before we get to actual Cyber 5. Uh, well, honestly, just all of November and December. Really cool. And and so I want to do this and Bill kind of already did this. So Bill, you can skip this if you want, but but a specific example, and, and you can either name the brand if we've got the permission to do that. If it's one of our clients, or if it's just someone you shop, you can certainly mention it. But but specific example, someone who executed holiday really quickly, and I'll, I'll kind of piggyback on what Trenton just said and kind of give us a give you a little bit of time to, to think there. But, uh, you know, Boom by Cindy Joseph. So shout out to Ezra Firestone. Talk about Boom a lot. What a great brand. What a great success story. They uh, essentially never discounted. They would never Ever run discounts. I love that approach because I, th I think you can, if the product is good, the messaging is good, you've built this brand and this community and this this loyal following, then people don't need discounts, right? We'll, we'll talk about talk about Chick-fil-A a little bit. That's, a, that's something we order at the office a lot because it's fairly close. And so we, we bring that in for lunch. Chick-fil-A doesn't really discount because they don't really need to. The drive-thru is always packed. People are always coming in. It's it's a healthier, you know, healthier uh, fast food option. And so don't need a discount. Boom, my city, Joseph, also not a discounter, but around Black Friday, Cyber Monday, they would do kind of a, hey, this is the once a year we do this 10% discount or maybe it was 15. One, one time a year is the only time we do this and people would go nuts and buy it, which for a lot of brands, like 10% off is that means no sale. Like they do 10% off all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And then a real sale is 20, 30, 40%, that's something like that. Um, so getting that pricing alignment and thinking through that and some price integrity throughout the year yep. so that you can really take advantage. But uh, let's go with you first, Nick Flint. Examples of someone who just crushes Black Friday and what do they do that's so impressive? So there's one strategy that I saw, one of the brands I worked with, and they did gift cards in all of their shipments going out for Black Friday. It was basically just a $5 off discount, but they actually went through the process of going to Wish or Alibaba, some site to order custom gift cards that you could actually hold in your hand. So it felt more real. And yeah, it's like a 5 or $10 discount, but it's a nice way to get this big peak season that we're talking about to keep going. So you have this huge rush in the end of November for Black Friday. Then those packages start to show up. They get their $5 gift card. Boom, you get them back for another order. Or they're going to use that $5 gift card to buy that as a gift for someone else too. So yes, the plastic gift cards are probably the best thing here, but you could do like a little postcard insert in your box too. Like, hey, thanks for shopping. Come get $5 off your next order if you order before Christmas. Something like that to have the timeline on it and then have a separate discount code set up to see how many people took me up on that and actually place their next order pretty quickly after that first one. It's really cool. And I, and I like that $5 gift card even a little bit better than a $5 off coupon, right? Because a $5 off coupon just sounds like you're trying to make me buy again. You're doing the same thing with a $5 gift card, but it just feels like, hey, this is free money. Spends like cash. Here you go. Five bucks on me. And that extra touch of the physical card in the shipment 
super cool. And I bet they saw an uptick. And this is something you can all you measure, right? Do, do we see an uptick when it was a physical card versus if we just emailed and said, hey, here's a, a digital $5 gift card. I think you could test both, but love that strategy. Super, super smart. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on resources and guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show. Bill, you already gave the, the running example. Any other examples of like this specific strategy, the specific execution was awesome? Yeah, definitely. So, um, uh, and I, I've seen this across a few accounts, but the best template for owning Black Friday, Cyber Monday is, is basically to hype the sale ahead of time. Um, one way you can do that is through an early bird sign up, be the first to know about our discounts and our sales this holiday season. Um, basically, you're, you're asking your audience who is interested and they're raising their hand. You send them to a landing page. It's very simple headline, um, subheadline, fill in the email and then send them to a thank you page. Anyone who is on that email list who hit that thank you page, et cetera, is then very easy to remarket to across all of your platforms. So. And what's really interesting, just to kind of key in on something really quickly, Bill, and let you continue is there's the, there's this principle of consistency, right? This, uh, that's like psychology and just the way we behave as humans is that once we kind of say we're going to do something, even if it's through email or even through checking a box, like, yeah, I want to, I want to be notified of this discount. You're, you're sort of committing in a light way to taking advantage of that sale. So not only do you get early access and now you feel like you're part of a VIP type club, you've also got, you've started to say you're going to do something. And so part of you wants to fulfill that and follow through on that. So, so very powerful. Yeah, most definitely. And your average CPCs are, are going up. Your your cost to place media is going up during this time. And so this really helps keep those costs down and keep those costs more efficient because now during all of the hype, when you're competing for that ad space, you're talking to the people who raised their hand and said, I want to buy as soon as you have a discount. Yeah, shift some of your ad dollars to remarketing, which is generally cheaper. Shift some of that marketing budget even to Nick Flint and the email team, right? So people have opted in. So now if we have to cut back a little bit on ads, which we don't recommend unless you unless you have to. But um, yeah, things get more expensive to, to Bill's point. So so shift a little bit to remarketing, shift a little bit to email. That's that's great. Any, anything else you'd add to that? Brett, I, I pulled the figures for for one brand that did this for us last year. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, look, I could talk about what they spent to hype it up, but look at what they spent just on Black Friday. $4,000 just on Black Friday. They spent $4,000 on Google. So it's not counting, you know, meta and things like that. But then they made 400, more than $400,000 just on Black Friday. Okay. Now, don't expect. Let's get at math. What is that return? A lot. <laughs> is that basically 100? 100X. Yeah, that's 100X. Okay. And so don't expect that you're just going to walk into Black Friday. You're going to spend 4000 and make 400000 That required 
advanced hype and prep and a whole strategy centered around your customer to say, this is what's coming, get ready. And then boom, you pull the trigger on that day and your customer pulls the trigger on that day and it all just happens. So also investment. So you hype, but like you're, you're investing. So 4,000 spent that day, but also yeah, yeah. thinking about coming. So I'm not, I'm not saying the hundred X isn't real. What I'm saying is they knew that they can capitalize there. And so they were thinking long-term and investing in, Hey, let's get people to understand what's coming. And so investing in the the knowledge base of that is, uh, is crucial. Really good. Yeah. I mean, you know, one, one of the questions we'll ask in a little bit, but I'm going to jump ahead because it ties into that point, you know, it's like, when should you start prepping for black Friday? Well, the, the real answer is probably like three or four years ago or something. And I think that's the brand Bill just talked about totally that that ties in where they're building a brand and the product is great and people love it and there's demand and there's a following and there's there's a community and there's consistency in pricing and there's consistency in delivery. And so when you have all of those things working and you're right, Trent, that's more than $4,000. That's probably years of investment and years of running great ads. But then that allows you to come in and say, okay, this is what we're going to invest this Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and we are going to crush it. Uh, because if you don't have those things, then you can spend $4,000 and, and not make much, right? So really, really good call out. Specific strategies on the Amazon side and specific case studies or examples. I, I, I can't say who this was because I don't think we're allowed to, but we had a client who has a very large email list. Shout out to Nick, a very large email list. And there was fear of using that email list to push people to Amazon yeah. because the profitability wasn't as high, but I think we used a segment in, um, of basically anybody who had not purchased an X amount of days who we've, we've reached out to not coming back. And so we sent them to Amazon and, uh, Super the, smart. the numbers we saw there for that. I mean, again, this was coming into, I don't think it was on black Friday, but it was, it was early in December. Um, or sorry, November, the numbers were huge uh, and we saw the growth potential, but because we utilized not just Amazon has limited ability sometimes to reach out to customers, to potential clients. It's just, it's a high intent purchase. Uh, people are coming to Amazon because they usually know what they're looking for. And so utilizing all of the tools like email, Google, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all of the social media platforms and not being afraid because a lot of people are afraid to push towards Amazon because of profitability. But a lot of, a lot of buying intent will happen and you'll have more people who come ultimately to the brand overall if you're making them aware of a discount on Amazon. So don't be afraid to push people towards your Amazon uh, discounts or their special deals, um, even if that profitability is slightly lower, because you're going to capture a number of purchasers who would who wouldn't have bought otherwise. Love that example. And it is really interesting where, you know, and, and I get it, like you need to have a clear marketplace strategy and how do we combine our D2C business with our marketplace business and how do we spend our ad dollars wisely? And I totally understand the desire to have as much of your business go D2C as possible because you don't pay that commission to Amazon. But let's face it, like you're, you're paying a commission to somebody. You're, yeah. paying, you're paying Facebook more. You're paying Google more for selling your site. Boom is um, a perfect example of that. Yeah. Not for necessarily Black Friday, but they were afraid to get on Amazon because they were like, well, we're going to cannibalize. Yeah. Yeah. our sales and they got on there like oh we didn't cannibalize it didn't really cannibalize we grew it, you know it may, maybe some now it's cannibalizing a little bit but overall the net net was new growth on amazon and there's just an increasing number of people think about your parents like where do your parents buy e-commerce stuff my dad he buys on amazon or nowhere and that's yeah. just the way it's going to be and so don't be afraid to lean into amazon and i love that strategy where you say okay yes we're going to prioritize dc but what about those people that are inactive what about those customers that have probably lapsed let's send them an offer on amazon and and try to boost sales there 
better to get a sale there than nowhere. And I think the other way to look at it is we got to be customer centric here. So to maximize revenue and growth for my brand, I want customers to buy where they want to buy. Yep. I want customers to, to buy where they're comfortable. Not forcing them to. Not forcing yep. them for one, you know, to one or the other. And so, and hey, we've seen this. We've seen this with some big brands lately where they're saying, most of our growth this year is on Amazon, right? Even though they've got a good, healthy D2C business and a great site and they've got great marketing on Facebook and YouTube and, and Google, they're like, most of the growth is coming on on Amazon. But instead of like fighting that, they've embraced it. And, and I really like that. I really like that approach. Cool. Any, any final thoughts? Any other, any other strategies, case studies, examples? Favorite subject lines, Nick Flint, other than the worst gift ever, which was a great one? So I know you just mentioned having the lapsed customers going to Amazon, but you can also think about sending some of your better customers because who's more likely to leave the reviews? The customers who are happy on your D2C site, let's go ahead and send them to Amazon too and they'll be more likely to leave a review, getting that flywheel going for more reviews, higher the listing, on and on. Super good idea. And that's one of those things where yeah, you take your VIPs and you be like, no, 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 I don't want my VIPs to start purchasing on Amazon. Well, they might anyway, but you could send a message to your VIPs and saying like, hey, show us some love here. We just launched this product. Would you want to buy it here and, and review? I mean, I think uh, yeah, your, your VIPs are, are likely to do that. So cool. Favorite subject line, I'm putting you on the spot, Nick, or a good subject line. Yeah. So I mentioned that curiosity loop before. And so one of my favorite ones is name is mad at me. So like Brett's mad at me. <laughs> who's brett he's our finance guy and our sale is so good he's mad at me because i just killed our profit margin who's bill he's actually our head of our warehouse and now he has to box up two thousand orders but i'm gonna help him don't worry so x is mad at me they're gonna open it and say who the heck is brett who's bill why are they mad at you and then have it inside there it's so good and nick has been kind of revamping the the email strategy that that we at omg commerce use i mean obviously he's managing everything for clients but but for omg promoting ourselves as an agency and what was the email you said an email that was very similar to that recently unbeknownst to me i just remember seeing it because it, it had my name in the subject line but it was similar to that right wasn't it was it was it brett is mad at me yeah it was literally brett is mad uh don't tell brett we did this that's what it was yeah <laughs> and basically from the email side we were selling our email services so instead of saying hey look omg offers email come and hire us it was we hijacked brett's email to tell you about our email services so just having that little extra personal touch in there makes a big difference and you sort of literally did that because i didn't know that was happening and so it was pretty great though i, I had several people i know we had some interest in email marketing services too but i had several people reach out just saying this, this was this was a great email like it made it made people's day to a certain degree uh they, they enjoyed seeing the email which is pretty fun uh any any final thoughts final strategies final examples like hey the or, or any brands to watch i know on the amazon side like we would be really really careful because Amazon Amazon sellers are are uh, they're a secret of they, don't like, they like to play stuff close to the vest. A lot of NDAs, a lot of NDAs there. But in, any brands we should be paying attention to, and this could be non-clients as well, just people we should be looking at for their holiday strategies. Brands to pay attention to. I don't have anything there, but I was going to say you were asking for subject lines, and in October I got an SMS text message from a brand that I follow, and it said Black Friday deals leaked. And so I thought that was pretty good. It's like, okay, yeah. I get the early access. I get to see this before anybody else. Right? I'm, I'm seeing something I shouldn't be seeing, right? Like we probably shouldn't tell you this, but here it is, right? And we all want to. We all want that juicy morsel. I like. I like follow Groove. I, I don't get Groove, a lot of yeah. emails. I yeah. don't allow. I don't know. I just don't like getting a lot of emails. Sorry, Nick. Totally get so, it. So, uh, but I always allow Groove to email me because I, I enjoy seeing what they're doing and their email marketing. And then also I like being retargeted by them because their belts are amazing. Belts so. are great. My favorite belt, no doubt. Awesome. Uh, let's talk about this. So, you know, we're, we're going to be tempted to kind of tweak things on the fly. And 
you know, because we, we, we got to maximize sales. And, and, you know, the way we like to look at the holiday season is it's compressed, right? So every day during the holiday season, and especially during the, the Cyber Five, every day can be like a week or like two weeks or for some retailers, you know, like almost a month, right? And every every week is like a month or more. And so we do need to be able to pivot and make adjustments. We can't just we can't just go into Black Friday, Saturday, Monday and say, oh, we can't touch anything. You know, this is just all lessons for, for next year. I know sales aren't going good, but we can't we can't change anything, right? We had to be able to pivot some in the moment to really maximize sales, but pivot too much, uh, we could cause problems. So what types of changes, what kind of course corrections can we make during holiday and what kind of adjustments should we wait and make next year who would like to go first so for the email side of things i know one common strategy is upping the number of emails so we'll have two to three planned out ahead of time like hey look we got this seven day window of our sales we got two or three scheduled for each day and then a lot of times hey look sales a little bit lower than we thought or it's going well let's go ahead and speed this up to get even more so they end up adding in more emails which you know works well it's more touch points for the customers i recommend doing that uh, but just one thing people overlook a lot, and it's it's so small, is the smart sending on your email campaigns. So if someone got a campaign in the last 16 hours, and you send out another one, and smart sending is turned on, it'll skip everyone from that. So I've seen that before. So just double check your settings whenever you're up in those campaigns. Makes sense. And just kind of go into it knowing, hey, this this is our plan for emails, but this is not set in stone. And if we're not hitting our sales targets, or if we are and we're exceeding them, we're like, hey, maybe we should just juice this a little bit more. Have extra emails and extra SMS messages ready that you can deploy because this is the time, man. This is the time. There's there's And, and it is a, a finite window. And once it's gone, it's gone. So be ready for that. What about on the Google side, Bill? What what kind of tweaks and changes can we make on the fly versus what we need to wait? So let me approach that question from a slightly different angle and tell you the bottlenecks or constraints that you're contending with. And it's just two things that I can think of off the fly. So Google approvals, okay, because you got to submit your ads. You can't force Google to approve pros. stuff sooner. Yep, got to submit and expect to wait days during this time. I mean, it may not be that case, but be that way, but you expect to wait days for Google approvals. So you don't want your ads just sitting dead during a, a big sale and then runway time. So ramp up time because the day you launch something, I don't care what it is, search, display, YouTube, performance max, whatever it is, it needs a good two, three days. Anyways, day one is, is going to be a loss. You've got to ramp up on day one. So those are your bottlenecks. So if you can make changes without affecting either of those things, I would say have at it. Like if you want to, you know, up the bids or something like that, then, you know, do that kind of stuff all day long. Look, things happen. If you run out of inventory, if something goes wrong, obviously pause ads, pull back, change whatever you need to change. Um, it wouldn't hurt to have a plan B because think of it too, if you're like, if you're a, a brand like most brands and you've got an in-house team plus all of these agencies and vendors and you've got the email team and the meta team and the Google team and the whatever team, changing things means the whole fleet has to now turn for you. So is it the kind of change that where that can happen? And it, it, are you really good at communicating? Did you have plan B in place? or not. And so you know who you are, you know what your strategy is, you know your circumstances. Those are basically the constraints and then what you can get away with. Yeah, I really like that. And, and on the on the budget side, you know, this is one of those things where you need to be having conversations with your in-house team or your freelancer, or your agency, if you're working with one where we're saying, hey, during this window, we know and, and, and provided everything's approved and you got a little bit of that ramp up period because Bill, you're right. Like you, you got you to, the, the campaign has to have a little bit of history before it can really take off. But 
provided you did that, we may be middle of Cyber 5 and Performance Max is crushing it. And we've got the ability to add 20, 30, 40, 50% budget over the next few days. And so be ready for that, right? And so have those conversations and be ready like for your team. Hey, be ready. You can deploy this extra budget if performance is there. Be ready for it. And things can can shift in, in an hour or two, right? And also on the tail end of that, know that you may need to pull back budgets very, very quickly if you start to see performance dip. And I know this is the same on Amazon because the yep. last thing you want to do, well, two things you don't want to do. You don't want to get to the end of holiday and be like, we ran out of budget or like, or our campaigns were running out of budget. We didn't get all the exposure and all the sales we, we could have. Or you don't want to say, we kept spending and performance off a cliff. And so basically we just gave a ton of profits back to Amazon or back to Google. They don't need more profits. We, we need the profits, right? Here's something I do recommend. Hang on to the sale longer than you plan. That's an easy change. If things are going well, why pause it? Keep it. Hey, bonus day, you know, spin up some new ads, run, you know, bonus day. The sale is continued. Keep it going. That's a change everyone can accept. We're going to keep boosting sales. So, yeah. And I think there's, there, there are potentially limits there, but not necessarily. We even know a coffee brand that like their Black Friday sale was working. So they ran it all year. They just kept the Black Friday. People were like, Black Friday, it's June. What are we doing here? And that, it actually still worked. And so you may not want to do that for your brand, but, but it kind of, that's the extreme end of just keep it going if it's working. Uh, what about, what about on your end? What about on Amazon? What do we tweak in the moment? What do we need more planning for? Everything that was said about budgets, bids, like it's that all. That applies to Amazon. Yeah, too. it applies there. So I'm not going to, that's what I was going to talk about. So now. Dang it. With Sword of Thunder. Uh, what you can't change is promotions. Like when we're coming into Cyber 5, like Amazon wants you to sign up for those larger promotions like lightning deals. Those have to be thought through beforehand. You have to apply for them. They have to get approved. So you can't be like the last five days and be like, hey, I want to run this deal. Well, those those deadlines were So you, you can't you can't say like, oh, I want to do a 5% discount, but if that doesn't work, then I want to go 10%. Like you can't can't do that necessarily. Is that well, what they saying? have minimums. Well, signing up for a lightning deal or a prime uh, exclusive discount, those have to be applied for it by a deadline. So it might be September, October. They change their deadlines every sure. year and they always release it like three days before the deadline. So like tomorrow's the deadline. <laughs> yeah. um, Amazon's crazy like that. But so thinking through those promotions, but I will say coupons can be applied at any point. So if nice. you, you miss that deadline and you're, you don't know what you're going to test, like you can always put a coupon on there, test that. You can always revoke that coupon, take it away. It's not working. So there's options there to or be Or start to, running low on inventory, pull, yeah. pull the coupon. One of the biggest things I saw one year was like one of my clients, they wanted to push, push, push. And I was like, I was watching the inventory. I was like, we're running out of inventory. Why, like, we're, let's, let's slow this train slow down. down. Let's make yeah. a little bit more yeah. money. Or so like, just yeah, kill the coupon, kill the discount. Paying yeah. attention to what's happening and also paying attention to inventory, very important because also... Uh, I've had clients run out of inventory on Amazon and they've never got that momentum back. Mm -hmm. And that's just a sad thing to see when they've worked so hard. And that's like kind of unique to Amazon. You just get buried because you know what? Amazon started promoting another product because while you had that app in uh, inventory, somebody else who was uh, selling a similar product started ranking really well. And then you're back on and you're now, you were the big dog and now you're, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle. So inventory, very important. Pay attention. Don't be afraid to pull back and say, you know what? I'd rather not run completely out and I want to maximize my my profit during this time. So either way, don't be afraid to push more or pull back. But more than that, having that promotions thought through months before is super important. Yeah. And any any thoughts on that? Like how, how do we how should we think through promotions? Because we don't want to discount too much because that just gives up profits. We don't want to discount too little because then it might, you know, not do anything. How do you coach your clients to, to think through that? 
So one advantage we have on the email side is just the advanced segmentation you can do. So we can break people off into different groups. So one system, let's say for that year or however long leading up to Black Friday, you have a welcome flow or different pop-ups running with different percentages, 10, 15, 20. And if that 10% pop-up is converting as many signups and as many orders as the 20% one, then you know, hey, look, you only have to give away 10% of your margin to actually get people in the door. And then for the segmentation side of things, uh, I'm a big fan of holding on to your profit. Yeah, you know, having a brand in the past, you see how quickly these 25% discounts just destroy anything you would have made during that period, especially if shipping costs happen to go up during Black Friday timeframe. So segment them off and some of your best customers, don't give them as big of a discounts. And then for the flip side of things, people who've been on your list for a year who haven't made their first order, they're kind of just dead weight. So I recommend bumping them up even for a small loss to get them to place their first order. You know how good your product is. You know they're going to come back to buy more in the future. So look at it as a small loss leader during Black Friday. Blow it out 50% off for non-purchasers at the end of the sale after you already try to convert them at 10 or 20%. Yeah, this is one area where where Nick and the email and SMS team really have an advantage where you can do some segmentation. And and, and yeah, if someone is is a regular buyer, they're a VIP or they purchased recently, like they, they, they've already said they'll buy it full retail, right? So just just give them that. If someone has shown that they're inactive or they haven't bought in a year or whatever, like that, you've probably lost them unless you do something drastic. So give a bigger discount. That recency and and um, uh, frequency definitely makes a big difference here. Any other thoughts there, uh, Trenton or Bill, on how do we come up with the right promotion that's not too much, not too little? So for Amazon, well, to follow up with Nick, kind of what he's talking about there. For Amazon, it's unique in the sense of it's always been historically hard to understand lifetime value of a customer yeah. because Amazon likes to hold on to the data and not give too much so they'll, they'll give you new to brand information but it's only for sponsored brand ads which it makes no sense just part of the picture it's part of it let's give you only a tiny snippet so we've been utilizing a few um companies outside of omg to understand what especially if a product is repurchasable to understand how many yeah. clients are coming back and making repeat uh, purchases what percentage are buying the second third fourth fifth time for us that enables us especially in like a high intent buy period like the holiday period we can say you know what we're going to push that first purchase to either break even or like nick just said at a loss because we understand there's a percentage of people who are going to come back and so our our profits aren't going to be in december they're going to be in january february wherever that repurchasable item window is and so understanding that is huge but again you have to do that extra step there it's not like amazon's going to give you that data yeah so bringing those extra tools and i think also that those tools can help you understand did discounting work because i think one of the yeah. things we, we try to tell ourselves is if we offer a discount on that first purchase then someone's going to stick and they're going to be a, a subscriber but is that actually true sometimes discounting attracts the wrong customer and they're a one-time purchase and so you, you got to be able to measure that data and see that data as well yeah so uh when it comes to discounting here's some stats to keep in your head 50 percent. this was a study by statista in it was done in october of 2020 so leading up to black friday um and then it was released in 2021 and 50 percent of customers expect a sale to be 26 percent to 51 percent and so and guess what two percent of customers expect a sale to be 10 percent so if you're doing 10 percent off you gained 2% of all those eyeballs. <laughs> so gain at least 50% if you're going to do a discount. But that also tells you discounts are kind of like, ooh, that 26 to 50% eats into my margins 
badly. Yeah. What, what, what if you got 50% margins? You're either giving all of it away or half of it. Right. Away. So you, you got to balance out. So be creative. If, if you're going to do a discount, fine. But guess what? You don't need to discount all of your products. Say up to 40% off, get them to the website and then discount products according to how your margins can absorb that or how your inventory needs to move or anything like that. But then also vary the sale. Keep them coming back again. Like, okay, this week was up to 40% off, but this week we give you the tote with every purchase or we give you you know, some sort of free product, something that you have overstock and inventory on or something like that and vary the sale and look at what your business strategy is. Is it to gain new customers? Is it to gain relapsed customers? Is it to move inventory? Is it to have incredible margin? Like what is that business strategy and work backwards from that and go, okay, now what should our promotion be? I have a great example of me failing at this. That's awesome. I want to hear it. Uh, early on as a strategist, um, I had a client who sold uh, hoses, like just garden hoses. Garden hoses, great. And Prime Day was coming, and he was he. We had a lightning deal. And they offered, and you have to do a twenty percent minimum uh, for a lightning deal. I think it's twenty, it might be fifteen. I can't remember off the top of my head now. It's been a minute since I, I've signed up for one. But so he he was really very bullish on it, and was like, I want to do this lightning deal. Um, I didn't, as a strategist, understand his margins as well as I should. So I was like, look, hey, you're. Let's do it. Like you're, you're the owner. You want to do this? Let's go. Let's sell some hoses. We sold over a hundred thousand dollars of hoses in three hours. He made zero money. Dude, so you got. You're Nothing. saying he got hosed in the deal? He got hosed. Sorry, that was really bad. Dude, but for me, like that was such a learning experience of like, man, I I needed to have that conversation with that client because like he was just like, hey, let's do a volume play here. But apparently, at the same time, he wasn't thinking through the margins of what he was selling those hoses for. So. Um, from that moment on, I was always having the conversation of we can run this, but let's let's understand where your margins are, what you need per product to have to even be profitable for the break even, and then let's decide, okay, is this even worth running? Well, and, and look, if you're giving something away, that may not be a bad strategy depending on what you do with that. There might be a gateway product to get someone to come to the site and then you sell them on the better deal for you as a business owner or you're getting all that traffic that you have a plan for to follow up later. Okay, now I can remarket to them. Now I have buyers, they've entered their credit card. So that might not be a bad strategy in certain scenarios, but yeah. But on Amazon, he only sold one product and he didn't have a strategy. And so <laughs> yeah. on the, in this case, in this, not case, this is bad. Yeah, but you, I agree though. Like if we have a loss leader, again, like that that hose could have been great. Totally. But if we were selling other things, the you hose You sell lawn subscriptions or other things. You're yeah. like, hose is the loss leader. Let's get everybody on our email list, but that's got to be on your own site, not on Amazon and out sell them other stuff. Brilliant. In this case, not yeah, so brilliant. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So you turned I, off the spigot on that idea? I, <laughs> we didn't turn off the spigot. That was not fast enough. Not fast enough. So those remind me, have you guys seen the Saturday Night Live skit? The, the, I think it's called the International Bank of Change. Have you heard that? Like, nope. we're all the, it's like a fake commercial. It's like, all we do is change. So you bring us a 10, we'll give you a five and, and five once, or we'll give in like, and then at the, but the, the punchline is at the end, the, the bank president is like, people always ask us, how do we make money when all we do is make change? And the answer is volume. And it's like, okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> no margin, but but volume. Okay. That only hit home for like people who are in finance and marketers. Right? <laughs> Everyone else is like, I don't know what's happening. It's mostly marketers that are listening. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was definitely a nerdy, a nerdy joke. But dude, I it, it resonates. resonates with my soul. Awesome. So let, let's kind of wrap up because we are running out of time. Fellas, this has been fantastic. Biggest mistakes you see people make Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or the 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 items you feel or the 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 points you feel like you have to keep reminding people each year in terms of clients yes so 
A lot of times the flows are kind of forgotten on Black Friday. You're setting up your campaigns. You know he's going out on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But you don't touch your default abandoned cart, welcome flow, win back flow. And for that abandoned cart flow, you want that to be custom for Black Friday. So clone your existing one instead of saying, hey, you left this in your cart. They look, it's Black Friday right now. These are flying off the shelf. Grab yours before it's gone. Grab it now while it's discount still hot. Add that discount code in there. So make sure those flows on the back end are also updated for your Black Friday promotion. Because that way it'll really hit home when someone sees it in their inbox. Say, oh yeah, it is Black Friday right now. Yeah, that's your, to use a sports analogy, like that's your most effective player right there, right? The, the, the Black Friday messaging, Cyber Monday messaging, holiday messaging. Don't let that player sit on the sidelines and be ineffective. Put them in the game. And so, yeah, rework those flows to be holiday ready. Love that. Sports. Sports. Sports ball. <laughs> so uh, don't run your evergreen ads because this has to feel special to your customers. So run something that feels holiday-esque. Look, if you have the budget and you have the the time, the communication ability to run like a different Black Friday sale versus Cyber Monday sale, great. I don't think that's necessary. I'm seeing a lot, and it was a lot, lot more of this last year, just running a Black Friday themed sale or just running something called Cyber Sale. I think, notice this again, watch what people are calling it because I think you're going to see Cyber Sale get used a lot more. Um, so just run something that's called one thing, then you only have to produce one set of creative, one set of messaging, um, certainly. And then if you want to get creative or get specific, you can do that through email or SMS or what, whatever, right? The people don't really care. They view it all as holiday. They're not super interested in just Black Friday or just Cyber Monday. It's, it's just kind of all an event now. Yeah, and, and for context, I'm coming from more the Google side. So if you think of sending you know, your Google team and your meta team, all of these assets that are themed with images, and if you're you know lucky enough to have the budget enough, to do videos and those sorts of things, then that's what I'm talking about. Just don't run your evergreen stuff because it doesn't feel special to the customer. You're not going to get a lot of momentum from that. Um, Definitely make sure to start early. And I would say, you know, 2023 is in the books more or less at this point. So whatever you're doing now, just stick with it. But 2024, be thinking about Black Friday starting January 1. That's when Black Friday starts because if you if you look at your own experience as a customer and you look at the brands out there, what they're doing is they're building their followers from day one and they're getting you on their email list and they're getting you to sign up for text messages and they're keeping you on the hook. And that way when the holiday season comes, then they're going to strike. And that's, that's how you need to think of your brand. It doesn't start in October. It doesn't start in September. It starts in January building those lists because I would argue this is going to be controversial. Ooh, you should, ooh, I like this. You should only be talking to remarketing lists. I would argue this <laughs> during the holidays. Ooh, that, that's a hot take right there. Yeah. But when you think of the depth of what that entails, customer match email, lapsed customers, abandoned cart, your email list, your your SMS list. You have a lot of depth when it comes to remarketing. But those are your biggest believers. Those are the most ready to strike. And so target that group first. And if you have anything left over, then target cold traffic. So I'll argue that. Just kidding. You, take, you, want, to, you want to take the other point? The other, uh, I think that's definitely true in a lot of cases. I, I do think there are some brands that can lean into prospecting on Performance Max or shopping or sponsored product ads or sponsored brands. But I do like the approach of let's have our remarketing list built up to such a point. Let's have our email list built up to such a point that we can have success and hit some target numbers just by leaning into that. Because, hey, sometimes depending on the product or the category, the cost of advertising does, does get so high and, and so untenable during the holiday season that you 
do need to pull back. And so, uh, yeah, have those remarketing lists built out. And, and I think that part makes sense for sure. And then I think you just need to be ready. You need to be ready because sometimes you'll, you'll find something that hits and you want to really push into that. It's more mid funnel or, or, or higher. But yeah, being able to focus on lower funnel, having the ability to do that uh, takes a lot of planning. And, and so I think that I think that makes sense. Trenton, mistakes and or things you you find yourself having to remind clients of. And I do want to I do want to just point out Savannah on our team on the Google side, Google specialists. It's about like, what was it? Maybe September or yeah. something. She threw up this cool Black Friday, Cyber Monday background on her Google Meet uh, background. And so it's just like a subtle reminder, just a reminder, hey, this is coming, you know, so it's kind of cool. Mistakes or common things I have to, uh, I would say deadlines. Like again, we talked about the deadlines for promotions. Like somehow like we have a lot of people who are selling on Amazon. They're primarily one one man shows. And so yeah. they have a, they're wearing a lot of hats. And so constant reminders that this deadline is coming. This deadline is coming. You can sign up and you can cancel it. You can always say, I don't want to run that promotion. Yep. But so knowing those are coming. Um, mistakes, we talked about just being aware of um, your coupons stacked on top of promotions. Like the huge mistake there. But more than that, I kind of talking to what Bill said of just like this starts January one of the long game of growing your audience throughout the year so that you can capitalize during that high buy intent. Uh, it's always, always thinking through and I love when we had Nick join the team because we utilizing email lists now because we would talk about it and I'd be like, okay, go utilize them guys. But now we can help no, we can with that. Yep. But having that long game approach of, hey, do you know what? How can we how can we grow this email list? And same thing with Amazon. There's the ability to grow your followers through your store page and things like that. It's a little more unique and you can mm -hmm. reach out very limited ability to say and remind people, hey, this product is coming out or just came out. So utilizing all the tools on Amazon to grow that brand and grow the followers that you have throughout the year so that when you get to, again, Cyber Five is no longer safe. Do you guys remember when promotions was you went to uh, the store the day before or on Thanksgiving? You got the you got the newspaper newspaper on Thanksgiving Day and, it's and like, like this, all the this all your thick, aunts you know? sat around and looked through and circled everything <laughs> they were getting the, the next day. Uh, like, this was a good deal. Yeah, I kind of miss that. Um, but that being said, uh, like again, we're not Cyber Five anymore. It's it's so much longer and bigger than that. So thinking through um, that as growing your platform throughout the year so that you can capitalize that during that high intent buy. Yeah, and also I think you know thinking about how do we leverage the holiday buying season to rocket us into next year, and so we can keep that momentum going. And so that does come back to growing our list or growing our subscribe and save on Amazon if that's appropriate, or, or growing our remarketing lists or finding success with new campaigns on Google that we can then leverage or Facebook that we can then leverage into the next year. And so, uh, yeah, this this is so, so important. And I know depending on when you listen to this, you may not be able to change a whole lot for this year, maybe it'll change nothing for this year, but getting you ready for next year to really capitalize is important. So as we wrap up, uh, you may be thinking to yourself, dang, I wish I had some people like this on my team. I wish I had Nick or Bill or Trenton helping me grow my business. And the good news is, well, the bad news is you you actually probably can't right now, depending on when you listen to this, because we're, we're kind of full uh, for the holidays. But we will be accepting new clients in December, January for OMG. And so happy to chat with you. Happy to look at, you know, a second set of eyes on your email or Google or Amazon campaigns and strategy. So we got a couple of options for that. If you want to reach out, it's omgcommerce.com. Click on the Let's Talk button. And then uh, you can request a strategy session. Uh, awesome work, fellas. As we wrap up, though, I want to know about you. What are your personal holiday shopping habits? Who do you buy for? Where do you buy? 
And what are you doing this year without giving it away? Although my guess is your significant others or people you buy for aren't listening to this Leah podcast. Or to every <laughs> podcast you put out. <laughs> this is Leah's right? favorite. Favorite. She's a groupie. I know. I know. People love this podcast. Uh, but yeah, what what are you what are you doing this year? What how do you shop for holiday? <laughs> it was my dog speaking up down here. Uh, so, so one thing Don't actually, me, Nick. I need a present. Yeah, she's a big a big chewy girl in the house. There she is. There she is. The mailman's pulling up right out front right now. <laughs> and and she knows the sounds of those diesel engines and she just perks up every time she hears them. Uh, so actually one thing that was super useful that I had not done before uh, was Black Friday related. We just had Amazon Prime Day. And since they have all of your order history on Amazon, I looked, all right, what did I order in the past? And what's like a recurring thing? Like I have a favorite pair of shorts that I always wear. Hey, look, those are on sale right now. Some of the supplements I take, those are also marked down. So I'll restock up on some of the favorites and then I'll uh, kind of scour my inbox to see who has the best Black Friday deals and hop on those. Yeah. So I, I think I'm one of those people who buys for himself early. And so um, that's very true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this year I might be looking at car parts. I've been fixing up my Jeep Wrangler. You, you got an old, you got an old Toyota Tundra. I I'm do. I have an old first gen Toyota Tundra. Yep. And so I've been, been enjoying that lately. I have a lot of hobbies. So I think that's part of it too. And then uh, raised beds. Cause I mean, uh, shout out to Vigo garden. So that's one brand to follow. If you want to see who's doing, in sales really well follow them they're really good at everything we talked about they're they're checking the boxes so um, they offer significant discounts and you know what they do they offer some of the best discounts on stuff they don't have in stock so it's pre-order but you're getting an amazing deal if you don't care about when you get it what about you trim uh this year we are considering going to spain for a month hey. instead of like doing the whole fam that's yeah, amazing whole fam. That's a lot of us. Whole family. Yeah, yeah we're leaving <laughs> leaving the babies <laughs> just <here>. me <laughs> uh but other than that we are um for for leah she wants some pots and pans pots and pans man that, she wants that's a, mop. a game changer so it's a mop microfiber <laughs> Worst gift idea. That's what she wants. You know, I uh, I married up in a lot of ways. I know you guys know that. Uh, my wife is pretty fantastic. She loves buying Christmas gifts, and so she's probably about done. Uh, so we we bought. You know, we have eight, eight kids, so lots of gifts. Like our, our house just becomes nuts. We we do try to minimize that though. Like, hey, just two or three gifts per person because I think it's more meaningful to just yeah, get a better gifts. Like, than, why go crazy yeah. and just like load it? It's just silly. Um, I only buy for her, which is fantastic. She always gives me a list because she's like a gift yeah, person. I'm not really a gift person. Uh, yeah, I, I, it has a list. I, I'm not a gift. If you say the love language thing, I'm, I'm more of a words of affirmation guy. I, not that I don't like gifts. I just don't think about gifts. And so thankfully, my wife makes it easy. So uh, yeah, she doesn't listen to this podcast either, thankfully. But um, buying for her takes me like What's on her three list? minutes. Sure. Do you even know? I have no idea. Yeah, no, you'll she find out to me. right I'll before. Find, but like, I need like you know 30 minutes or ten, you know five minutes, whatever. She sends me the list. I buy it on Amazon. Done. Bada bing about a boom uh, she wrap her own gift i know but my kids do <laughs> I, I outsource that job to the kids they they do a pretty good job of wrapping and i've got a few kids that just love it so i love like, wrapping dude i'm a gift giver are you really yeah and so um, i actually don't like buying gifts off my wife's list i like to find something that she yeah, doesn't man. even know she wants and then she's like oh I, yeah i think that's the sign of a great gift giver and i never really experienced that growing up like again just, just gifts weren't a thing i never felt deprived or anything but like my wife's family is so good at gifts where you open a gift and you're like man you like you really Nailed thought it. about yeah, this yeah, like yeah. you went somewhere to get this you researched like this is an, an amazing an amazing gift and so i don't have that skill per se but i can give you a great compliment i can words of affirmation oh, you, uh, can you all day long right now I'm dude I, I are we just, talking I, love languages right now is that yeah, <laughs> yeah i shifted to love language welcome to trenton and bill's love or, or brett's love language podcast <laughs> yeah. 
exactly. Hey, this this is the time of year when you capitalize on someone's love language. You know, S- send your send your wife or significant other that that coupon of I'll clean the house for you if you're a <laughs> acts of service. But don't do that. That's a really lame gift. Fellas, this has been super, super fun and informative. So again, if you want to work with people like this, you got to reach out to OMG Commerce. Any final words of wisdom from you guys? Happy Black Friday. There you go. (laughs) All wisdom now. I like it. Go Q4. (laughs) Love it. Thank you, gentlemen. Super fun. And thank you for tuning in. As always, this would not be fun. It would not be worthwhile to do this without you. And so we'd love to get that feedback from you. Love that five-star review on iTunes if you think we earned it. If you know somebody that would benefit from this show, share it with them, right? Let's get the word out. Let's let other people experience this show as well. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening.